Another great episode of Mystery of Parenthood coming up. If you like what you hear, go to redsearadio.org, click on the donate button, and become a monthly sustaining member. Please support us. Thank you and God bless. Good morning. That means you are listening to the Mystery of Parenthood. We would like you to slow down or at least pull over to the side of the road for the moment. Um, you are actually listening to us live on this uh, 25th day of February 2020. Happy Mardi Gras. Kind of crazy. Happy Mardi Gras, <laughs> Fat Tuesday. I think that's what the it's Louisiana called. The Louisiana Roots. Are, yeah, the Louisiana Roots are, are popping out. out. So anyway, before we get started, we're going to talk about Lent as we are about to dive into this full force. Um I'm gonna. We'll start with a prayer, and I think even before that, we got something that's going to be a challenge to you from our good friend Thaddeus, who's here with us. Howdy. Morning, Trey. Good morning. <laughs> morning, Stephanie. Good Man, morning. it feels good to be <laughs> live. It's good to be live. It's a beautiful. <laughs> I, mean, day. I am <laughs> living, 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 living. Don't get yeah, me we are. Uh, we are getting ready to kick off tomorrow, Ash Wednesday, on the B- first day of Lent, our second annual Lenten Listening Challenge. That's where we're asking all of our loyal, lovely listeners to add at least half an hour of additional Catholic radio to their Lenten fasting, prayer, and almsgiving resolutions. So if you're a one-hour-a-day listener, go up to one hour and a half. If you're a a six-hour-a-day listener, go to six and a half hours. You get the idea. Uh, And we would love to... What if you're a 24-hour-a-day listener? Man, I guess you were maxed out. I guess you, I guess you can't add anything. I guess more. you're going straight to heaven. I guess, yeah. I mean, I don't want to make that claim. I don't want to. I don't want to go there. You heard it here, folks. Uh, yeah. Uh, but that's a good question, Trey. Very good question. Um, but and we and we would uh, most maybe just as importantly, I shouldn't say most importantly, but just as importantly, also reach out and tell a friend, tell a family member, tell them what you're doing and encourage them. Hey, add in a half an hour of uh, Patrick Madrid in the morning or Catholic Answers Live in the evening or call to communion in the middle of the day or Mystery of Parenthood. Woohoo! Amen. Yeah. Red Sea Roundup, our great local shows. Listen yeah. to our 11 o'clock local show hour. Whatever it is, add in a half an hour a day for yourself and tell someone else about it and let us know throughout Lent, how it is helping you advance in your Lenten resolutions. That's prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And speaking of prayer, I'm going to throw it over to Stephanie for our Pope John Paul II family prayer. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Thaddeus. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, And through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity, grant that every family on earth may become for each successive generation a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. Grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity and for their growth in truth and love. And grant that love strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage, may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the Church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in and through our families. We ask this of you, who is life, truth, and love, with the Son and the Holy Spirit, Holy Family of Nazareth. Pray pray for for us. St. John Paul II. Pray pray for for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Yes, so you have joined the Mystery of Parenthood live today. Um, You are listening to Red Sea Catholic Radio, KEDC 88.5 FM in the Brazos Valley, KYAR 98.3 FM in Central Texas, and KINF 107.9 FM in Palestine. And today... Today, you know, you know, it's like like Tuesday. our deal today. You're, you're <laughs> <laughs> you could call in since we are live. We are opening that option up to you um, at 855-683-7332. Or if you have number uh, 
trouble remembering numbers like me, it's 85 love red C, the letter C. And folks, if you don't call in right now and get on the line and get on hold, you might not be able to get in. <laughs> so call in right now, get in line so we can answer your question. We're talking about all things Lenten today. That's right. I think That's the right. springboard the springboard was um was the homily that, that we heard Father Brian uh, deliver on it's Sunday. So Amazing. This is Father Brian McMaster at St. Mary's Catholic Center in College Station, right? Absolutely. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> that's With the Romanski awesome. sitting on the, the front Romanski's row at right. noon. Yeah, that's right. Up we were looking back, up, watching up on, those up on the top children. deck. Oh, y'all, y'all were looking down on us. <laughs> looking down. We're on looking y'all. down on y'all. <laughs> Remembering the days. Y'all are awesome. Remembering the days. Uh, how many times did I have to get up and walk to the back I, of actually, church? I, My gosh. No, I don't. Hey. Did you? I didn't even know that. I think it, just twice. I think twice. Isn't that funny? I mean, I I remember thinking everybody was it. noticing years ago that I was walking back, but having been in that situation, I didn't even notice that you left. So maybe nobody ever knew that I walked back with the kids. I don't know. Felt <laughs> like everybody's watching. Just, it does feel like everyone's eyes are upon yeah. you. That's a whole other story. Certainly could be a sacrifice Lenten applicable to Lent. Offering, yes, to Lent. That's right. um, but one of the things, one of the things that he talked about, it ended. It was the the homily from. I mean, the homily was based at least the beginning of it was based on the end of the Sermon on the Mount, which is what is which is often a a very um, challenging verse, which is Matthew five forty eight. So he's gone through this whole thing of of blessed are the poor in spirit. It goes through. Um, loving your enemies, how do you deal with anger, concerning all these different things. And then he ends with this comment Jesus does. Jesus says, our Lord and Savior, Jesus does. You, therefore, must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And, you know, going through my theology, um, I remember people pointing out that that St. Thomas Aquinas said that this this order is something that that God is calling us to. This is not some merely hyperbole. He does call us to perfection. But I think Father Brian did a good job of kind of reminding us of what what that um, what perfection meant. That we're called to be perfect, as our heavenly Father is perfect, and that that is something. Steph, you want to? No, no, no. I'm just nodding my head because yes, it was just. Um... It was, um, I don't know, like, I don't know, you know how sometimes you like kind of know stuff, but then like you hear something and it's like you, like you really get it for the first time. Right. (laughs) Yes, folks, she is over 50 years old. (laughs) (laughs) There's hope for you people out there. Nobody's counting. We're not counting. We're not not keeping track. Nobody's counting. I love it. I love it. No, um, just the fact that, and I guess this stems from my own um, that's something I really struggle with is perfection. Unfortunately, in things that are of not not of this world, <laughs> you know, just like a really clean house or all the clothes put away and nothing in the laundry room and, you know, those kind of crazy little perfections that I'm sure some of you moms out there can relate with. And um, just his his homily yesterday was just that, you know, perfection is not about flawlessness, it's not about checking a box. It's not about being perfect, which is what we, I, I know that's the the definition I want to usually put on it. Yeah, but, no mistakes, but, everything, everything. Right, is everything's, yeah, yeah, perfect. Perfect, you know, in order. Which to me, you know, of course, if you think about that, who does that mean you're relying on? You're relying on yourself. I mean, you're, you're trying to do and trying to be and trying to check the boxes. And he said, no, perfection is set apart it means set apart and and um and to be to do all things in love that's god's perfection and it's really cool how i love how the holy spirit is just so faithful (laughs) because in my um book study and i'm listening to abiding um together it's a podcast on the book of um searching for and maintaining peace by Father Jacques Philippe, today was um, what I listened to today, which of course I'm behind, but you know, hey, God's timing is always perfect. So <laughs> it just wrapped it up real nicely for me today. It talked about um, about habitual determination. I was like, wow. You know wow. that God doesn't want perfection <laughs> like we think of perfection. 
his perfection is us constantly, you know, trying and failing and saying we're sorry and trying again, you know, just constantly turning that gaze back to the Father and saying, I need you. I want you in my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. And, and it's and just the, perfect timing. And I think I perfect, think this perfect you know, is my theme. I think we have a quote in there that <laughs> Saint that that Saint Jose Maria Scribas said something along the lines that, you know, a saint is nothing more than a sinner who continues uh to get back up after sinning and start again. And um and I think that that's something that we can get when you hear a verse like this. We it, particularly in the environment that we're in, this, you know, pursuit of perfection, if we think of it from a human standpoint, that's it. That that everything's right. We don't make mistakes, but that's not what he's that's not what he's saying. In fact, he points back that 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 verse you must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect actually is a reference back to Leviticus 19:2 back in the Old Testament where he says you shall be holy for I the Lord your God am holy and that link of perfection with holiness holiness being also set apart and the fact that the only way we're set apart for God to fill us but the only way to be holy, the only way to be perfect is to be in union with God, to open ourselves up to God, which is that constant emptying of ourselves of the things that we're attached to, to provide room for God to enter into us and to transform us and to make us into a new creature, a new being. And so that's what I think Lent is all about. It's a great, you know, as a church would would have it. The, the the last Sunday of ordinary time is this ends with these words. The last gospel Sunday on a Sunday of ordinary time ends with be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Be holy as he is holy, which requires an emptying of ourselves. It's a nice springboard into the practices of Lent and why they're there and what, how we should approach them. Because there is a great sense of, I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps. You know, I'm tough. I can hang, I can stay with this forever. I'm going to show the world. You know, some people are better than others with their willpower. Um, I know there are plenty of people more, <laughs> more better. That's the Louisiana coming oh, out. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Mardi Gras. Be- Happy Mardi Gras. <laughs> Mo better. Coming out in 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 us um, that, that that are that can say I'm willing it, but that is not the sense in which we we must empty ourselves of that attachment to our pride, of that attachment to this thing or that that we're attached to, in order for God to, in His graciousness, to empty Himself into us to give us himself so that we can become holy. There's only one who's holy, God. And the only way that we can become holy is to be united with him. And the only way that can happen is to open up enough of us, of ourselves, to have some emptiness so that he can enter. Because we can fill ourselves up with lots of other things. Does that... Absolutely. Is that over theologic? No. No, so, simple. I mean, well, it's not simple, but no, it's not. It's simple I mean, logic, it's simple to say, yeah, to say, to say, very, very difficult um, to do. I, you know, because I think, uh, you know, as we all do, um, you know, um, or as we all try to have maybe our quiet time in the morning and and start our day off with, um, you know, some coffee and Jesus. Um, it very quickly into our day and our list of things to do we get carried away in, um, you know, in the busyness of, you know, in the busyness of our, of our days. And, and, you know, we have to control a lot of things. I mean, you know, we're we're controlling what's going on with our kids. We're trying to, you know, guide and and corral them. We've got things, you know, commitments at work. We've got commitments, you know, volunteer commitments and, and all of that. And so, um, you know, it's just that, I said, I love that new, that, well, that, that term in, in, in the book, you know, just, um, 
habitual determination. I, I just, like that. That's it. That's so. Yeah. So let's let's all have as a as a um, goal or something to shoot at to be habitually determined because that 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 allows for falling. That allows not that you're going to try to do that. You're going to try to stick with your things, but part of part of the process of recognizing your need for God is to recognize that you're a senior, a sinner, and you're incapable of your own power of, of hanging on. So if you fail to be habitually determined means that I just get back up and I start again, not, Oh, it's, I mean, I blew it. So what's the use? It's kind of a little bit of a symbolic or a sign of, of what life is. Cause I think a lot of people say, you know, I messed that up. I quit that as opposed to I've fallen and I'm just going to get back up. I, I think that that's with the help of God's grace and I'm going to start again. And that's the great, great news of the gospel. We just, we fall, we get back up. Um, one of the things, so I think his link was, which I think is a great evidence God is holy. He is also love. God is love. And therefore, love is kind of the connection between the practices that we're going to practice and this idea of being holy and perfect. And first, love has to be received, which is part of that emptiness. And the verse that comes to me on that is Romans 5, 5, which is um, hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. That that gives us that we must. He he made the point that we have to be open to receiving God's love, and then in turn loving Him back and loving others um, as we run into them for the sake of loving Him. Is that kind of how you remember hearing it, Steph? Or, yeah, Baddies, you were there yeah. too. So <clears throat> yeah, no, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just kind of I'm I turned to that verse and um, I think you know. <laughs> The, the front part of that verse is also very, <laughs> um, you know, good for good for Lent, good for life. I mean, um, we boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Hello, that's Lent. <laughs> <laughs> and endurance produces hope uh, and character uh, and character uh, produces hope and hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. So. You know, just um, to remember that, you know, those, all of these things, um, even, even, not even, especially our failings, God, God wants us to, to persevere and to, you know, um, I know that the other thing they were kind of talking about in the abiding together was, you know, you hear a lot of people say, well, God, you know, God's doing this because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm suffering this because God needs to teach me something, but no, God, I mean, God does allow sufferings, but he's not, he's not a God that's doing stuff to us. <laughs> it's being allowed, but, but it's not something that he is, you know, um, heaping upon us and, you know. <laughs> right. I, I think I mean, that's part of it. God's <clears throat> a God of mercy. And I think sometimes we can, we, maybe because it's a reflection of us. Yes, I was about to say, yeah. That, that we think of, <laughs> you know, as think. parents, you know, we're going to punish or we're going to do whatever. And certainly that's, that happens, but as is often the case in parenting real kids, you know, I mean, our kids is that, is that you allow certain things to happen. Natural consequences tend to be the greatest teachers of everything. The good news is God, unlike us knows how to do those things, how to orchestrate them. And so he may allow some sufferings to do it. But I loved her example. Like she was talking about, you know, like my kids, um, the, uh, one of the hosts on abiding together was talking about how, you know, she, um, has her kids doing chores, you know, oh my gosh, there's some suffering for you, but that's, she's allowing that for the greater good of teaching them self-control, um, commitment, um, you know, um, how to be part of a family, how to be part of, you know, society. I mean, to, to be a, a, a productive, you know, working part of society. I mean, you know, that's the kind of allows, I think, you know, that, that it's for the greater good um, of, of, you know, uh, of each individual, you know? Right. And, and I think, and I think that during this time when we, when we 
participate and or and we more often maybe allow in our lives ourselves to be open to refusing to allow ourselves to I don't know watch TV or overindulge or whatever those things are are sufferings that we that we are allowing to happen we're opening ourselves up to it and here's the thing that you see so right here at the beginning of that rejoice in those sufferings Paul this is Paul in in Colossians says I rejoice in my sufferings he says it here again in in Romans rejoice um in those sufferings and so that's kind of the link we have to have that in if 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 in love if we're receiving in love and if we're giving in love these three um disciplines of the lenten period for us catholics then i would say we need to ask for helping us to rejoice in those sufferings i think that's a, we should be joyful you know i don't think we should walk around uh, there obviously the times that we wouldn't want to be laughing or whatever but i think that there even in the sufferings we can be joyful and if we recognize that we're just me so one of the first things prayer is the first one of the three so prayer fasting and almsgiving are the three disciplines of this time of this time frame um one of the first prayers if you're not doing it that allows for us busy pe- the the people who are busy you know wherever it's a mother making beds making they're getting people here getting people there for practices whatever one of the most critical pieces to that is to begin your day with an offering to begin your day with a i offer you this day all you know we used to do one with the kids you know all that i think all that i do all that i say uniting with what Christ has done on earth, you know, what God has done on earth through Christ his son. There's some more formal ones, but but the purpose of that is is that if we start off the day saying, whatever I do, Lord, I'm, I'm giving to you, and I'm uniting it with what Christ accomplished on his cross, and then you go about the day, sometimes you may forget that that's why you're doing what you're doing, but you've begun the day saying, I offer even that, that which I don't know is coming, that being stuck in traffic when, and being late to a meeting or whatever it is, I'm without even knowing that that's what it was going to be, I'm starting the day saying, I'm giving that to you, Lord. I think that's one of the greatest prayers. If you, if you don't have that as a habit, it, it takes a minute, if that, to just, if you're not doing any other prayer, or if you are doing prayer and you're not doing that, I would I would say that that would be a great way to start Lent is to get in the habit of making a morning offering, uniting what's going to happen this day, its joys, its sorrows, its sufferings, its unexpected events, its falls, its getting back up. Whatever happens, I'm giving it to you, God, in union with what Jesus did on the cross, which again points us to that I rejoice in myself, for I make up what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ, which is what St. Paul says in Colossians one twenty four. Yeah, if we rest there for just a second, I think it's important to emphasize, too, that you make that morning offering with the intention of your your full heart, your full mind, your full will. You put put that behind the the intention to offer all the heartbreak and all the triumphs of your day. Then even if you forget that intention still holds true throughout the day unless for some reason you actively during the day decided, I'm oh, I'm going to hold this back from you, God. So it, it's also about, you know, the your words and prayer, your intention in prayer has real consequence. It really matters. Right. You're, you're giving yourself for your whole, through your whole day now, and you don't have to constantly, it's, it's good if you can, recall it to mind while you're living your your day but you don't have to constantly call to mind throughout right. the day you've you've Absolutely. done it you've set your you've set your mind heart and will that's uh, a great habit to, it's a great habit to get into it's something that i know that even just pr- like if you're taking your kids to school that's something you can do in the car <laughs> just between where you're going to to school if that's the case or wherever you it doesn't take very long to get there so, 
um, it's a it's a simple but I think powerful reminder that everything we do today is that. Right, right. And I think, um, you know, in addition to that, um, I would just uh, encourage you, I know tonight I'm going to try to go rustling up in the attic and, and kind of get things out for our home to kind of set the tone for your home. I know it's kind of, um, you know, we, we kind of just like in all of our holidays want to jump straight to the happy part of the holiday. And, and not that Lent shouldn't be happy and joyful, but it is a time of um, kind of simplicity and stripping away. And so to set the tone of your home, like we just try to put, like I have a um, a big wooden piece that we just put um, this wrought iron cross with rocks and kind of dry brush on and with, you know, the color purple and as Father Brian says, out with the green, in with the purple. Um, <laughs> so, um, and, you know, just, uh, I know we've talked about before um, using um, a wreath to symbolize um, maybe in the middle of your table, dinner table, um, to symbolize the thorn of um, the crown of thorns and putting um extra like if if you actually have a crown with thorns or it's just a vine then just put like toothpicks to symbolize those um those thorns and as the kids go through lint and maybe keep a resolution for the day or um you know um catch their sibling doing something kind or you catch them doing something kind or extra to take those thorns out to symbolize that you know we're lessening Jesus's pain with the love that we're um, offering him through all of our sacrifices and all of our activities um, during the day. And I know we've also kind of talked about, you know, with younger kids doing like a Lenten lotto. I mean, you know, you don't, you don't want Lent. I mean, you don't want Lent to be like the sackcloth and sad faces, you know, I mean, you want kids to succeed and, and holiness. I, I just love to always quote my friend, um, Sonia drawback, holiness should be fun. Um, holiness should be fun. And so um, to set them up for success and have like a, a drawing, you know, so like, um, and depending on the ages of your kids and, and their, you know, ability to kind of follow through to help them successfully, it maybe everything's different every day, you know, you know, TV one day, candy one day, um, reading extra one day, because remember, Lynn's not just about what we give up. It's about that habitual determination, those habits that we want to form in ourselves, to carry us through until, you know, the next, <laughs> our next Lenten opportunity. Um, so, um, you know, or maybe the Lenten lotto could be something for a week. I mean, you know, your family best, you know, what's going to help everybody succeed and, um, and be happy and get the mess. I mean, we want them to get it, you know, um, we don't want them to just, uh, like I said, be, um, ashes and sackcloths and walking it around with be, It faces. should be an exciting time, mm-hmm. albeit a sacrificial time. Right. We should, we, and this is like, I mean, this is life and, and there's such great wisdom. Of course, if Jesus is the, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life, we should know that we should get in the habit of being, or be habitually determined to be like him in terms of making sacrifices for the sake of another. Um, obviously, I, I think that that's to, and to be joyful in that. We don't want it to become like, oh, you know, an ogre, especially as a parent. You want the kids to embrace it. You want their heart to be given to it. You want them to have some success. You want them to understand why. You don't just impose something on them or say you have to do this as a, I mean, as a something you give up or something you you add but but you try to encourage them what do you think god is wanting you to do what's something that seems to be getting in the way of your of your time so one of our kids you know mentioned that she that, that she she's gotten involved in tiktok and and that she's going to turn off tiktok um because she she said i can't imagine how much time i'll have by by doing that so that's the right attitude I mean, I would expect that at eighteen year old. I mean, that's the right. She's doing it. It's going to be a sacrifice because it's something she's used to. But her attitude is, I'm going to have more time for other things, preferably more time to pray or to read or spend time with with family. And um, anyway, so another fun new thing that um, I ran across, and I have not personally used this, but this Catholic mom that I saw 
um, post-it is a very, very faithful um, Catholic um, mom. And um, it was called the, it's called the Catholic Family Crate, C-R-A-T-E dot com. And um, I actually jumped to their website to see they're actually, I think, sold out for Lent. But it's sort of a subscription thing that they send you literally a little crate of Catholic um, books and uh, activities. I imagine it looked like just a little Catholic fun box, you know, your <laughs> Catholic fun fab, you know, the little fab fit or whatever box that always is coming out. You know, that would always, somebody always has a seasonal box of something they're sending to your house. But um, so yeah, catholicfamilycrate.com. So even though you may not be able to jump on this for Lent, um, they've already got their March box, um, I, I think being advertised with um, St. Catherine Drexel and, you know, I'm sure St. Patrick will be in there. And so um, that's, an, you know, another little fun way um um, you know, if you haven't made a prayer corner yet, you know, gather all the, gather all the books that are all over the house. I know, man, we could do a book shuffle in our house like every other right. month and have reading for the rest of our lives. <laughs> and again, but, you know, yeah, but pick, pick something like one, you know, I love Father Brian said the same thing. I, I love when that's affirmed, you know, for me is, you know, pick, pick one thing. Like he said, add, you know, maybe daily mass or add going to adoration or, you know, but, but pick, you know, one, one thing maybe in each of those categories or one thing overall. And, and I, you know, um, anything is, is certainly better than nothing. And God will take all of our habitual determinations to, you know, to turn towards him and turn away, um, you know, turn away from sin. Yeah. So, so I think, I mean, those are all, those are all important ways of doing it. Getting back those those disciplines, prayer, fasting, alms giving, prayer like the begin the beginning of the day as we mentioned, ongoing prayer, certainly night prayer, prayer at meals. You know, just add small things um, that you can have some success with. That you can carry most of the things that you add should be things that you think I, it'd probably be better if I did this for the rest of my life, <laughs> not 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 something that I'm just going to do for four days because, you know, I could stand and lose a few pounds or something like that. You want the intention to be to draw me close to God. You may have some natural consequences, which are good as a result of that, but that's, that's fine. So prayer is one. So increase prayer, at least add an offering, uh, maybe a daily examine at the end of the day, just, Hey, how did I do? even if it's just, okay, this is the commitment I made in that add the daily exam to say, how did I do on that particular thing in terms of what I've added or what I've kept out? And then this offer that a, to God. This would be a great opportunity to call in and let us know yeah, some things that your family has done that have been successful um, during your Lenten journey. Remember, it's um, 85 love red C 855 Six eight three six eight three seven three three two. See, I had to look around the All computer. Right. But and <laughs> so eighty live eighty five love red sea better than. <laughs> so fasting, fasting and abstinence. Th those are um, two other disciplines. So fasting is actually limiting having one meal and then two other smaller meals max that that are equal to that one meal during a day of fasting. Um, we have two days, mm -hmm. uh, Ash Wednesday, which is tomorrow and then good Friday, which are typically associated with, with fasting. Um, it's something you can add <laughs> to the equation. That's that, that's with regard to eating, um, abstinence. We, every Ash Wednesday and every Friday of Lent is a day to abstain from meat, um, which chicken, beef, man, here in, in the heart of cattle country. <laughs> um, so, so I think those are, that, that's a good thing to add. Those are, those are requirements, but you may want to add some things to fasting. My mom used to go on, you know, she used to joke, I'm going on a news fast or a TV fast or <laughs> Facebook, a, a or Facebook fast, fast, or I'm going to make sure that I fast from gossiping or something that I do that I need to refrain from. Um, that probably be good for me to limit anyway, right? I mean, in other words, it's not it's not just a. I think fasting could be more than just food. Certainly on those days, church is asking us to 
participate in that. But fasting should be another thing that's added to the equation, which again is if you fast from something, you're opening yourself up, something that was filling you, whatever it is, a TV show or or a, an app or whatever it is that you were using time, it was filling up your time, and now you're emptying yourself of that for the purpose of loving God and allowing God's love to be poured into that moment. So if we look at that as the f- purpose of fasting, um, you know, there could be, I mean, there's, there's lots of different ways to do it that you can, you can link these together. For example, if I normally go and get, go out to dinner or something, and that's a typical way of doing it. And I choose to fast from that, to not do something that I would typically do. Maybe I keep that money and do, and use that, spend that money on almsgiving something instead of doing that. That's a, that's a way of these all things being kind of interlocked and interlinked, but always remember it's not to prove, Hey, look how tough I am or look at what I'm doing. It's more, I want to receive God's love and I want to make sure that I'm making sure that I'm opening up myself for him to be able uh, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Our Lord gives a pretty stern warning about that. Beware of practicing your piety before men in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Yeah, that's pretty stern. Matthew 6. And again, it's like it's really our whole life. I mean, everything should be, we're called, if we're we're striving to be saints, we're called to, to receive God's love and then share God's love with that. That's the main purpose of our existence. I mean, that's what we're meant to do is let this world see God through us. So we can be prideful, but even that is something we should try to fast fast from. I'm, I mean, I don't I don't want the attention. I want the fact that I'm giving this up or I'm sacrificing that to be something that allows for God to penetrate me more. So that's part of the prayer, I think, is to say, Lord, I'm I'm going to give this up. I want you to fill my emptiness in that thing with love for you and then allow me to love others for your sake as a result of that emptiness. And those can all be, like I said, intertwined. Sometimes if you give it up, then you've got something to give to somebody else and recognize them. I think another prayer is that I always try to remind myself of, because I think the, the, the scary news of, of the gospel is I think Christ makes himself present to us in many ways that we miss him. I think that if you look from the very beginning to from his birth, people are walking walking by and missing the fact that God himself is sitting there. But he, it's not everybody's missing because the wise men come, the, the shepherds come, the angels show up, but there's plenty of people that are running around not paying attention and miss the opportunity to see him. He goes back to his town. You look at it, he goes back to his own hometown and people – see him, but they don't recognize him for who he is. And you can go through the lives of the saints of the times that Jesus made himself present to a saint in a in what looked like another person with the opportunity to love another person. You know, famously, St. Francis, petrified of leprosy, sees a leper, starts to, to run, is filled with love, runs towards the leper, hugs him, then turns around and gives him whatever and, and, you know, some clothes and then turns around and he's not there and he recognizes that that was Jesus himself. We have to have the eyes of faith to recognize Jesus and other people and God's operation in our lives, putting other people in our paths so that we can sacrifice with a smile, with a kind word, with a when I don't want to or when I don't have time. Those are those are little adventures that you can have in day-to-day life by saying, okay, show me somebody that I need to stop and say, and, and it's typically going to happen when you have some place to be, somebody to talk to, that the sacrifice would be, I need to get here, but this person needs a hug or needs a smile or needs a kind word. And when you look at it, it only takes a minute, but again, offered in love for the sake of love, passing love on, if that's the intention, that one minute or 30 seconds of a kind word is a great offering to God. So 
open your eyes up to more during this during this Lenten period than just the standard I'm giving up chocolate or I'm doing the fast or whatever. So yeah, like open yourself up to listening to exactly half an hour or more of Red Sea Catholic Radio every day, right? Absolutely, part of our Lenten listening challenge, and, and that's and that's exactly that's exactly the type of stuff that you want to fill that up. So if you stop watching a TV show or if, if you're not going to go out to eat for lunch and you're, I mean, just fill that with something else. I mean, just add something else and a perfect thing to add would be turn the radio on and, and listen, take the junk away, put in some gold. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And I mean, that's the way we should look at it. And it's not a, it's it's a wonderful time. It's not a time to be sad. It's a time to remember that life is about sacrifice. It's about duty. It's about obligation for the love of the other. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, we're not going to be converting anyone if we're walking around for 40 days with dour looks on our faces and our shoulders slumping. Well, in the, I mean, in, in that same reading that you just talked about, do it, don't do it for the sake of others. He also says, you know, don't let the whole world, that, like you're suffering, you know, that, right. you know, that it, father sees it. Just pretend, make yourself presentable. Don't walk around. Well, woe is me. I can't wait for this to be over. <laughs> you know, that's, can't be the attitude. He he warns against that as well. Not just like, hey, look at what I'm doing, but that I mean, I've got such great willpower and you know, you ought to be like me, you know. That can't be the attitude either. It's really for God and it's really something that that is in spite of the fact that maybe we're giving up something that might cause us a little bit of pain, we're still gonna love that much more. And from a theological standpoint, that should be the case because as we empty ourselves and we allow God's grace more fully into our lives. And that means that we would be empowered to do more, which is counter to the human wisdom that we would have more energy, that we would have more ability because God's grace is now being allowed to penetrate us more fully and elevate our nature. I mean, that, so it's a great way to actually experience God's grace working in our lives because you'll recognize, wait a second, I didn't eat today, yet I have more energy. I didn't eat, you know, I didn't, it, I didn't watch this and somehow I feel better. You know, whatever it is, I think are opportunities for you to see God working in your life and transforming you in ways that we wouldn't expect and in certainly in ways that this world does not say would would work right yeah i think you know uh, um another thing i hate to keep going back to this podcast but it was like fresh in my mind because i heard it this morning but it's good it's good that's right just talking um uh you know they were just talking about how like to to turn things over to god or to to call out to god or to ask for help why do we always make that um our last resort (laughs) instead of our first resort you know um that that's that's really where we should start is calling him into our, um, into our daily life, into our joys, into our sufferings, into, you know, our needs and our wants. I mean, yes, he knows them, but he still, you know, he wants to hear from us. He wants, he wants that turning to him and that engagement of, you know, it's, it's part of, it's part of the way that he operates to ask for us to ask so that we can actually be aware of his provision of it. The long-winded way of saying he wants to be involved. He already is, but part of the way that that happens is him asking us to pray for this thing and that his answering of that is his way of saying, see, I am involved in your life. I do care for you. And so I think part of the part of the offering in terms of I mean I'm going to offer you these joys, these sorrows, these sufferings in union with Jesus. I think also part of that is ask for the grace, uh, the simple ask for the grace to see you in the people I meet and see you in the circumstances in which I find myself, but then also for the grace to be you towards those people and in those circumstances. I think that's a nice thing to add on to the morning offering to because 
I still think that if you look at the gospel itself, there's look at Matthew 25. Matthew 25 is the last judgment. He could be saying you were bad people, you murdered, but what it, but more of it's about omitting something that you should have done. When I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When were you hungry and I didn't feed you? I never saw you. I, when you were with the least of these, my brother. So even all the way through, I think this, I mean, this is not scary. I guess it could be a little scary is he's <laughs> convicting. He is making himself available to us in the least of our brethren that we met. That could be the child who's crying that's in your house that's getting in the way of you doing something that you want to do. It could be it could be somebody that you run into in line at the grocery store, a friend who's having a bad time or somebody who's lost their mother. It could be it's it's all these things, but have the antennas up to say, I want to have the grace to recognize you calling me into that. Which is what we say in mass. I mean, each week. Right. What I have failed to, you know, for, for what I have done and what I have failed to do. You know, we often which forget the fail to a, do. Yeah, right? that, that's I mean, very. I didn't yeah, kill anybody, very... <laughs> but, you, yeah, but you didn't <laughs> help anybody either. So, uh, so I think I think it's something to remind ourselves of. And the, and where does that happen? It happens in and through the people we come in contact every day. We don't have to be like out in search of. We just have to have the antennas eyes. up mm-hmm. and the eyes. eyes to see, the eyes of faith to see. And so part of that emptying ourselves is to maybe provide time to where. I'm not in such a big hurry, you know, and maybe I have time to console somebody who's going through a tough time or whatever. But anyway, I I guess what I'm saying, all of these things in trying to keep with that is meant for us to be filled with God's love and then allow God's love to flow out of us towards others and then to see him in return touch us in and through that. So it's not just disciplines for the sake of discipline. It's not disciplines to show how tough I am. It's disciplines for the sake of allowing God to be more active and for us to recognize his activity in our life more fully and more completely. So prayer, fasting, and almsgiving is merely a means to empty some space so that he can come into our lives and, and allow him to operate and to give us the eyes of faith to see him operating. That's when fun stuff happens. I mean, it really is. That's Fun stuff happens when you actually get the opportunity to see God doing stuff in your life, and you recognize there's no way that this could have happened separate from him operating in my life, and he loves me, and he has something for me to do, and He's not going to leave me by myself. I'm with you always, he says. That should be an exciting time. This is an exciting time that we're entering into. Lent is that opportunity to re-engage with that God, not just for 40 days, but to try to develop habits, determined. Habitual determination. uh, Habitual determination (laughs) to add habits of either giving up things or, or, or adding things that you'll carry on beyond Lent. We're not just like, okay, just give me the Easter. Right. <laughs> I mean, it can't be the way. Well, I think it's one of those things. It's kind of like, you know, that, that, um, uh, I don't know, just that, that power, you know, that, that powerhouse of, okay, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to buckle down and stick to this. You know, it's, it's like God's opportunity to say, buckle down and stick to this and see what we can do, you know? And then when you see, cause he, he is faithful and you will see, then he says, let's do this all year. <laughs> right. You know, he says, give me 40 days. I mean, you know, it's like anything. Give me, give me, give me 40 days and let's see what we can do. And then that excitement should ignite that fire, hopefully in us to be able to carry that through um, the, you know, when we switch from the purple back to the green. <laughs> right. And I, and I think is what came to my mind is that, that Jesus saw the cross and he understood the cross, but what kept him going what have kept him getting back up was his love for God the Father and his love for us. And he knew on the other side of that pain, on the other side of that sacrifice, on the other side of, of that struggle, something great was there because it was love of God and love of neighbor. He didn't focus on the cross to the exclusion of the vision what was beyond the cross. Mm-hmm. 
and that's what we have to do. We can't focus on the cross by itself, separate from the vision of we need to love others. We're doing this for love of God. We're we're doing this so that He can more fully penetrate us and we can see grace at work in our lives. Can you get? Can I get an amen? I mean, I, I <laughs> amen. So, so <laughs> I, have, I have a great. Speaking of love, I yeah. have a great song. Sent this to my family yesterday. Oh my gosh, loving Lauren Daigle. Her her song is "Love Like This." Oh my goodness! Go Google it. Go um, Apple Music. Whatever you got, Lauren Daigle. Love like this. Amazing, amazing song. Played it like fifteen times yesterday while I was cleaning the house. <laughs> it was awesome. Thaddeus, you want to give us one more little um, plug there on our Linton Red Sea Linton Challenge? Yes, please. All who are listening, uh, as part of your prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, almsgiving resolutions. For Lent, please join us in our Red Sea Lenten Listening Challenge. Add a half hour of Red Sea Catholic Radio to your day. And also, go out and tell one person to join you in that Lenten Listening Challenge. And then let us know how it's um, how it's helping you grow deeper in your relationship with our Lord and increasing the love of your Catholic faith. Yeah. Awesome. We're going to start our Lenten journey with a memory verse from Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Let's all go have a perfect Lent. Remember, only God can help you take the mystery out of parenthood. Pray, parent with a purpose, and prepare for God to amaze you. We're praying for you. Please pray for us. God bless. God bless.